0: Come on man. And with the local DBC news, with the More as so long, tonight, don't call it a Good morning and welcome to episode 286 of Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from Baseball Prospectus. I am Ben Lindbergh, joined by Sam Miller. Hello Sam Miller. Hi Ben. Um, do you have anything to say to me?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: Okay. Uh, did you see Davy Johnson's semi-defense or retraction of his his World Series or bust statement?
1: Uh, I, I I saw that he said something. I didn't really follow up on it.
0: Yeah. So he. So he said World Series or bust, I guess it was, uh, like, after the winter meetings or at the winter meetings last year. Um, what do you
1: suppose that means? That doesn't seem to mean anything. It, it does,
0: yeah, I don't, That it was just like a slogan for the team or something. It,
1: Isn't that how every team?
0: Yeah, I guess so. I don't know whether it was, like, a, an actual prediction uh, or not. There may have been, because he, I remember the year before, I think he predicted playoffs or something. Um, I'm looking up the the quote right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, if he, if he, yeah, so he just said World Series or bust. That's probably the slogan this year, but I'm comfortable with that, um, which I guess makes sense given how they played last year. But, uh, his, his defense of, of that slogan now is that he never would have said it if he had known how the Nationals roster would, would come together. Which is an interesting I defense because I,
1: I also don't know what that means.
0: <laughs> uh, apparently, he's upset about how the left-handed reliever situation worked out. He really misses Tom Gorzolani,
1: I guess. So he's saying that <laughs> he was, he's, saying, he's saying he wouldn't have said that on April first. He yeah. He said it before he realized how how lousy the front office was going to do. Basically,
0: he sort of okay. yeah. He sort of implied that it seems like.
1: Um, that's that seems that seems yeah that seems quote worthy yeah uh, worth a worth a hardball talk post
0: <laughs> yes um, yeah well I guess I don't know if it wasn't really a prediction but I guess that's why you you don't make predictions before you know what the roster will look like but the it
1: seems like yeah it seems like that he was just figuring out a way to frame his. Passive aggressive complaint about his boss, right? Yeah, that's all yeah, that's all it was Yeah, pretty So much. It, makes you, it makes you sort of understand why Davy Johnson uh, Has been fired from so many jobs where he seemed to be doing a great job
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, okay, and then the one other thing that we should mention We we should do an errors and omissions segment just briefly from yesterday about our, our a rad discussion when we said something about his His appeal starting on September 30th, and we suggested that possibly he could be just kind of plucked out of the playoffs if if his appeal were not upheld. Um, That is apparently not the case. He will have that appeal on September 30th if the Yankees are eliminated. If not, it will be held after the Yankees are eliminated. So there won't be complete craziness where he's in the lineup one day in a postseason series and then suspended the next.
1: Unfortunately. So in fact... Yeah, so it seems like, in fact, there is a—that it's not just a coincidence, that there is some sort of established precedent for not suspending players for the postseason. Yeah. and Unless—I mean, I get, like, like you know, Melky was suspended for part of the postseason. Mm-hmm. So I wonder why his suspension—if if this is, like, Major League Baseball's uh, kind of desire, mm-hmm. why didn't Melky's suspension, uh, you know, get suspended— uh, at the end of the season, and then picked up again at the beginning of the season. That's sort of weird. That if you get suspended 47 days before the playoffs, they're they're happy to let you miss playoff games. But mm-hmm. if you get suspended, you know, one day into the playoffs, they that they, they don't. I wonder why that is.
0: Uh, yeah, I, That's I don't know. Weird. I guess it's
1: doesn't this feel weird? I doesn't guess that seem like it, a weird thing it, to you? It does. I guess it's
0: maybe the uncertainty where a, a team, you know, you wouldn't be able to have a backup plan if he's just. Kind of disappeared in the ALDS or the LCS or something. Whereas if it's way before the playoffs, you can come up with some contingency. I, I, I guess.
1: So do you think if his appeal were scheduled for September twenty second? <laughs> I mean, because the the date of the appeal, I, I I don't think is a. I don't. I think it was sort of random, right? Isn't it kind of random?
0: Uh, yeah. Seems. Seemed like it. It wasn't like they were waiting for his season to be over, right? It wasn't like, well, we'll just let him finish this out. It was just like they couldn't do it before that, right? I think.
1: Uh, who knows? I have a feeling we're going to be doing a... <laughs> we'll do another one on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> An omission on Monday. Um, okay. Uh, so what's
0: your, what's your topic?
1: Um, comeback Player of the Year for next year.
0: Okay. And mine is going to be about the ways that teams have improved over the last decade. Um, by the way, the, okay. the A-Rod hearing stuff, is it's uh, it was an Andrew Marshand report for ESPN New York based on something a source said. So um, we don't know for sure anything, I mm. guess. Okay, right. so. Uh,
1: so one of the things that I realized uh, now that we've been doing this show for one year and two mm-hmm. months is that we get to start recycling topics because uh, baseball is <laughs> yeah. just the same friggin' thing every year. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so uh, it occurred to me today um, that last year we did uh, predictions for who was going to be comeback player of the year this year. Huh. Um,
0: what did we say?
1: Episode 39. You don't remember this, huh? Uh,
0: yeah, I, I vaguely remember that, but I don't remember who we said.
1: So uh, we said a bunch of names. Uh, your pick was Carl Crawford, all right, which isn't is certainly not embarrassing. No, uh, he's not. He's not going to win it, but mm-hmm. he has come back to some degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I, I also had him listed high. Uh, and as I said at the time, it's hard to imagine him running around being bad at baseball. Mm-hmm. And he's not particularly bad at baseball, mm-hmm. uh, but he's not going to win. My pick was Mariano Rivera, which mm-hmm. I guess could still happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. It seems like as good a pick as any. I don't know who's going to win this year. Do you know who's going to win this year?
0: Uh, I haven't really thought about it. Is is Liriano?
1: Yeah, Liriano's a good one.
0: And he, would, he would be a two-time but winner. He's already won once. He would.
1: Yeah, he, he has. Uh. Now, they do one for each league or they just do one?
0: There's one for each league. You sure? Pretty sure. Think Omissions so. and errors
1: <laughs> is looming. Are you uh,
0: sure? Uh, I'll look it up, but I'm pretty sure.
1: All right. Uh, other names that we had uh, high are, my number two was Tim Lincecum, uh, which yes, didn't work one, out.
0: One for each league.
1: Your number two was Ryan Howard. Really? Yeah, you said quote, I could see him being healthy all year and racking up some counting stats. Oh boy.
0: I don't believe that I said that. I'm going <laughs> to go back and listen. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, uh, your sleeper, your sleeper was Giovanni Soto, because mm-hmm. you thought that he could put up some, you know, numbers in Texas, but didn't get to. Nope. My sleeper was John Lackey, mm. which works out. Yeah. And uh, our darkest of dark horses, mine was Roger Clemens, yours was Nick Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyway, uh, this year, whole new crop of people who have underperformed, but who were not giving up on. Mm-hmm. Yet, which is basically what the premise of this article is, or this topic is. Guys who you still think have uh, you know, headline-grabbing skills, even if they haven't demonstrated them or if they've been absent for the past couple years. Um, so I think I asked you to come up with three names. Is that right? You did. Do you have three names?
0: I have more than three names, but I'll try so to whittle, whittle them down. Um, okay. It's funny that probably... If the circumstances were different and the performance were the same, Ryan Braun would be on my list.
1: Well, I figured we would have to talk about Ryan Braun because Uh do you think that a a person who misses time for steroids is de facto ineligible? I mean, will voters – I mean, look, it's not not Andre Scalaraga coming back from cancer, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, there are no voters, right? It's – or there are, but it's like – it's – who, who, well, there's, it, yeah there's there are... two different
1: awards there's one is the players I think and the other one is the sporting news so okay. I mean clearly there are voters clearly somebody is voting yeah right
0: yeah it's okay so it's presented by presented by major league baseball uh representatives from MLb and mlb.com select candidates and then there's an online poll or that was 2005 and 2006 since then the wi- the winners have been selected by a panel of mlb beat writers
1: nope.
0: so beat writers so um yeah Good I, information. uh yeah so <laughs> i would guess that that suspended players a probably no, no shot it probably should be ineligible uh and in practice certainly are although he he also had some injury stuff and just wasn't playing up to his usual standards, but but yeah. Is um,
1: yeah, is Bartolo Colon a contender this year? Do you think?
0: Uh, I don't if it's beat writers, I I guess I'd say probably not.
1: But nobody hates Bartolo Colon. No. Except uh, I think maybe C-, C-, C J Wilson. Maybe I can't remember. Somebody said something bad, but uh, nobody hates Cologne. They, I mean, they definitely hate Prawn. People clearly hate Prawn, but I mean, I was just thinking that, like, uh, if if the suspension gets struck down, A Rod is a candidate theoretically, <laughs> and if it doesn't, then he's a candidate for twenty fifteen theoretically. But I just don't know if I don't know if steroids count.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So I. All right. So I'm trying to pick my three. Probably one of them would be Johnny Cueto. You think so? See, he hasn't pitched poorly in the time that he's pitched, but he's only pitched like under 50 innings. Uh, yeah,
1: I, f- I feel like if he had pitched like under 15 innings, yeah, I would might, have had it him. It
0: might be too many but... innings.
1: Yeah. And he's gonna if he comes back for the postseason. I mean, if he has a couple of, like, if he's in the bullpen for the Reds in the postseason, mm-hmm. and you know has a couple yeah. of like high profile moments. Yeah. I, I I did not. I didn't even bother to write Cueto down.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Well, how about Miguel Montero?
1: Montero I, I is a good one, and I didn't rank him in the top three because I'm I'm not sure that he has the. The, the way that he's good is not the way that gets attention.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So even if he goes exactly back to, to 2012 standards, which uh-huh. makes him like, you know, an all-star player, I just don't know that many people notice that.
0: I haven't really looked. Is the winner usually someone who missed a lot of time or someone this who This is funny.
1: We played... had this conversation oh. <laughs> last year. We, we went through this. Long conversation in which you you declared at the at the top you declared that it was somebody who missed a lot of time, uh-huh. and as evidence you offered five names going back like eighteen years. Uh-huh. And I challenged you on that point, uh-huh. and I said that, that if you had to go all the way back to Nomar to come up with your five names, I, it wasn't very convincing. And then we you listed them all, and uh, we talked about it. the other thing is that episode thirty nine we had three topics, and they were nineteen minutes total. <laughs> Those were the days. So um, good to listen to. Well, also, no 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 inflection in your voice at all. <laughs> Just so so sad
0: yeah, to hear you. Don't go back and listen till the episodes of this <laughs> podcast. Maybe start I don't know where you should start, but not not there. Um,
1: uh, anyway, uh, so it's it's I don't know, it's a split. Consider it okay, a split. Right. It's about half and half.
0: Okay. So Matt Kemp, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean I'm, Kemp I'm seems like the, that he
1: will. really Kemp seems like the by far the most obvious name on here because he's yes, he's yeah. missed. I mean, yeah, he's good.
0: I'm not confident that that he will be healthy next year either. But but yes, um, he's clearly a kind of a classic candidate, um, and in the same same old Mark Teixeira.
1: Yeah, I'd be a lot more confident that Kemp is going to bounce back though. I mean Kemp's going to be like 26 or 27, and you know he, he should be good.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. Tashera, who, who even knows? Teixeira, Teixeira was already, you know, on a bad trajectory.
0: Yeah, but so was. I mean, Kemp had the serious shoulder surgery, and then he's had a whole string of other injuries. Uh, and he'll He's actually he'll be twenty nine next year.
1: Wow, that's a lot older than I just said. Yeah. My number was too low. If, okay, but if Kemp is healthy, he's gonna he's gonna win it, right? And yes. so there's like a 60 percent chance that he's gonna be healthier. So,
0: mm-hmm. um, okay, so, uh, I guess has Sabathia been bad enough?
1: Yeah, I think he has. The problem is that he has thirteen wins. Mm. Yeah. So maybe maybe he hasn't. He hasn't been bad enough to get into the conversation, but yeah, like a four, four, six, four, seven ERA.
0: Uh-huh. All right, so I'll go with Kemp, Teixeira and uh, I don't know. I guess Sabathia.
1: Okay, no Albert Pujols, huh? Mm, nah. I feel like the problem with Pujols is that in order to
0: he'd have to be Pujols again. Ooh. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Right. If if he's just if he's just really good, like like he probably should be at this point in his life at his age then I don't feel like it's going to jar people enough yeah uh, but on the other hand I, I really came to believe that most of Poole's struggles this year were foot related mm-hmm. and you know he was he was really good the year before he finished 10th in MVP voting the year before mm-hmm. uh, so I think I still am going to put uh, I'm going to put pools on my list okay uh, I'm going to put um, uh, I'll put jeez you know what I I really I'm gonna put Jeter
0: hmm wow
1: all he's got to do is hit 305 and he's on there yeah sure uh so I'll go uh Jeter Pujols and um I'll say uh I'll say Josh Beckett for my third one
0: oh that's not a bad one um Billingsley's maybe not a bad one
1: yeah, I, I just think Beckett's probably at, at his core a better pitcher at this point. I mean, Beckett was a Cy Young contender two years ago. So mm-hmm. uh, Starlin Castro, or would he just would people just chalk that up to his development rather than coming back?
0: Yeah, I wonder if there's been a winner that young. It looks like probably probably not in the last several years. He might mm-hmm. he might be too young.
1: Uh, So okay, other names that are out there: uh, Chase Headley, B.J. Upton, um, uh, Roy Halladay, Josh Johnson, Matt Harrison, Chris Carpenter. Yeah,
0: Carpenter's won once. Uh, Probably not. Still
1: Ryan Madsen still.
0: Mm, Yeah, Um, I guess Andrus has not been bad enough, and he's got the young. He's got the young thing too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, that's. So i think we've named everyone who was on my list
1: nick johnson <laughs> yeah still hope juan rivera <laughs> i've been looking at i've been looking at for the well i've been looking at triple rosters for the last few days for some dumb reason that nobody needs to know and it's i'm seeing all these players who are so active that you haven't thought about mm-hmm. and juan rivera is one of them
0: Yeah, I would not have been able to to tell you where or what he was... Where is he?
1: I think he's Arizona. Yeah, he is Arizona. Mike Jacobs. (laughs) Uh Still out there, still kicking around. Mm -hmm. All right.
0: Okay, well, I look forward to rehashing all of these same things in a year when I forget again. Um, Okay, so there's something that came up in a Bill James chat Uh, his I think his most recent question and answer segment on his website Uh, and I feel like I get I get more podcast topics and article topics out of just things Bill James said than anyone else I feel like he like everything he says is interesting in a way that that we can discuss it because he's I mean obviously he's a thought-provoking person and he also works for a team now which adds another wrinkle to it, and yet talks kind of the way he did before he worked for a team. So there's just always interesting stuff to, to discuss that he
1: says. Um, he's also he's also answered every question ever. <laughs> yes. And so if, the... if he chooses a question from his mailbag, it's probably going to be, you know, something relevant and new.
0: Mm-hmm. So someone asked him, could you give examples, could you give some examples of ways teams have improved in the last 10 years? Um, and I'm actually... Sort of surprised that he didn't say because at the at the saber analytics conference in March he he basically said that teams haven't gotten smarter. He said there will never be a shortage of ignorance. We're just uh, doing different stupid things. He said, um, but uh, he listed six things in response to this person that teams are now doing better or smarter or more efficiently than they were a decade ago. So I want to ask you what your six things would be. And then we would see whether some of them would be the same.
1: Well, I, I don't have six, mm. but I ha- I probably have three. Okay. I could probably come up with three. Okay. Uh, so, and I don't know, I could probably come up with six, but they would be, I, I don't know what's, I don't know what's not, I don't know what would be a novel answer. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, I think that the most obvious one is dynamic t- ticket pricing. Mm. Uh, that seems like such an obvious thing that it's almost unthinkable that it took this long for baseball teams to do it. Mm. And it's um, you know it's it's a big, it's a you know it's a fairly big deal, and it it was just right out there, free money. Uh, it feels like maybe that might be uh, the number one thing that I would name for like the last you know for yeah for the last ten years basically. Mm. Okay. um
0: that is not on, are, that is not on the board um okay and maybe because he didn't consider it a, a baseball operations improvement although it's it's something that helps teams if it means that they have more money to spend on players but um yeah so that okay
1: okay the second one I have is not really even fully thought out but I mean I the fact that teams every team's bullpen is insanely good right now uh-huh. that every, every team has like, relievers better than the nasty boys ever were. Um, I don't know exactly what to attribute that to, but I imagine it's not an accident. And I, I also don't think that you can just say, oh, well, you know, there's more there's more good pitchers now than there used to be. I, I would imagine that teams are, uh, you know, doing a better job of identifying failed starters earlier rather than, you know, having them, you know, spend eight years or ten years as failed starters, I imagine that they're identifying them earlier and getting use out of them. Mm -hmm. I I wrote that they I wrote a piece, you know, about Sean Doolittle in which I suggested that they're converting more position players than they used to. And maybe I don't know, maybe it's just a matter of not trying to force everybody to learn a change up and throw seven innings. You know, like you sometimes hear, you know, not everybody should go to college. Some people shouldn't go to college some people should go to trade schools and become carpenters it's not there's nothing shameful about that you can have an awesome life as a carpenter and Mm -hmm. it's sort of dumb to force everybody into one bucket Mm -hmm. and maybe teams have quit trying to force everybody into the starter bucket Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's my number two one
0: you know how some people some people will say that hitters are just bad now like have you heard that argument yeah well it's
1: the Verducci Verducci's argument is that this is all about hitters taking one one pitches I don't
0: yeah, I find that argument so unconvincing. I've heard it several places where people just say that hitters are are worse or their approach is worse, and they're just like dumb. They're just bad at hitting. It's it just doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. Like baseball players are are always getting better at everything.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, and I guess my, my number three one has nothing to do with, with not, not just nothing to do with baseball ops, but nothing to do with the competitive aspect of the game. But I think that announcers are significantly better now than they were 10 years ago, that teams do not insist on hiring awful announcers. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of crews that I like, and there are very few that I despise. Like, there, it might be down to like three or four that I, that I don't like at this point. And probably 10 years ago, especially on the radio side, 10 years ago it was like 28 I couldn't stand.
0: Maybe you've mellowed with age. Could be. Um, they
1: are they are they are generally old men speaking to, you know, especially on the radio old men speaking to old men. So if I'm an old man now.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, if you if you come up with any others feel free to shout them out. Uh, so all right, he I don't know that he was putting these in order of importance or just just naming them as they came to him. His first one Uh, Ten years ago teams had a training staff of one or two people now We have staffs of people trainers who speak Japanese and double as interpreters the trainers are half doctors now Some of them they're veteran people who know the athletes better uh, know the athletes body better than a doctor does Good one. Yeah, good one Uh, Okay, second one We are much more aggressive in using the options process to keep 25 players on the major league roster who are ready to play 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah, this is a good one. 10 years ago, if you had a reliever who had a tired arm, you'd wait it out. Now you DL him, call up somebody else, and let the other guy's arm come back, which was something that we talked about and wrote about a lot with the Orioles last year, and Adam Sabzi wrote a good article about that, and Buck Showalter gave interviews about that. Uh, the next one, I, I guess, is a fairly obvious one. All of the information that is produced by our field, I don't know what he means by that, field, field staff, is mined by the operations guys and put to practical use pretty much immediately. Ten years ago, we knew something about where each hitter was likely to hit the ball. We know a lot more now. Um, So I I don't know. I guess that's just your basic, we have better data now and know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ten years ago, we'd have a scouting report that said we'll use the change to right-handed batters on occasion. Now we know how many changeups and sliders and cutters and curves the pitcher throws to right-handers and left-handers. I'm always curious about whether improved scouting helps hitters or pitchers more. Do you have a theory about that?
1: Uh, I think that it probably helps uh, hitters more.
0: Yeah, I would I would agree.
1: I think hitters usually have the information disadvantage. I also though that feels like sort of an odd one to include because that's not really, that that just I mean that that's the data to some degree is being created independent of the teams, right? I mean, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not like you you go, oh wow, the the Rays are so smart for having pitch FX data. Mm-hmm. Like everybody has pitch FX data.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I guess it's. Riding, rising tide lifts all boats everyone's gotten better yeah. Um, yeah 10 years ago we hardly scouted the Far East now we've got Scouts everywhere checking out rumors of a baseball player the Dodgers got Ryu out of some league that hardly existed 10 years ago so that's uh the expansion of the talent pool is mm-hmm. is a decent one um, and then his last one uh which I Guess is sort of related. Ten years ago, the Dominican development leagues were just getting started.
1: mm mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems like a, a good one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. What are yours? Ugh. Me.
0: This isn't about me. Wait a minute. This you didn't come you. up with your six. This is about you and Bill James. You don't have any. No.
1: Oh come on. <laughs> I'm not, I'm
0: not, this is no. It's all. It's all you guys.
1: This is the last straw. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need this.
0: I mean, I already had a homework assignment to prepare for your topic. so
1: Yeah, but I did more than – I carried that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you named like two guys.
0: <laughs>
1: Barely. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you know. It's
1: infuriating. Don't – you know what, everybody? Go to iTunes, <laughs> rate, rate and review us poorly. We need some one-star reviews
0: because
1: Ben is not bringing it. Three-star reviews. Three-star. Not, not one.
0: I'm the man who puts these things on the internet every day. You guys would never That's, even hear us talking if it weren't yeah, for In
1: four, In 14 seconds, he's going to send me a message saying, sound?
0: <laughs> yeah. And you you may or may not answer. Uh, I,
1: I may or may not. It's true. <laughs> I will see it, though. Whether I answer it or not, I will see it.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh If you have some ones that that Bill James and Sam and not me didn't mention, uh, send them to us at podcast at baseball along with your questions for next week's email show. Uh, maybe there will be some discussion of this topic in our Facebook group over the weekend, which you can join at facebook.com slash groups slash effectively wild. Uh, and there is a nice active little community of listeners there, um, And as Sam mentioned, uh, review us on iTunes, uh, hopefully more positively than, than Sam asked you to. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, I know my sincerity can sometimes be hard to (laughs) gauge. So just to be clear, five star reviews, please.
0: Yes, please. Uh, and you can rate and review and subscribe there. Uh, and I guess that's, that's all that we have to say. Um, subscribe to baseball prospectus. We should, we should tell people to do that more often. Um, And that's it for the week. So have a wonderful weekend, and we will be back with new shows next week.